All right, if you would, turn with me to Acts chapter 9. You know, the Lord laid something on my heart just a couple days ago. I was considering, you know, what I wanted to speak about this morning. And I, I consistently look back at the life of Paul, who here in Acts chapter 9 was then called Saul. And I considered this, this beginning. Many of you, this story is probably very familiar for you. This is Saul's conversion. And I think about quite often what Saul did through his life and how God used him. And I think about my life and I think about so many times, as Brother mentioned this morning, we take our life for granted. You know, we think about this Memorial Day and, and praise the Lord for those that sacrificed and gave Amen. for you and I to be here this morning. But I also think about that sacrifice that Christ made Amen. for you and I to be here this morning. Amen. Christ did not have to do that. He did not have to do that. But Christ has the love toward us, for us. I titled this message, if you're taking notes, The Start of a New Day. The Start of a New Day. I like to begin my messages with just a couple challenges that I want you to think about. The first one is, where are you today? Where are you today? You're here. You're looking at me going, I'm sitting right here. This is where I am today. But are you truly here today? Are you already thinking about, this guy's going to take forever and I'm missing lunch? <laughs> Trust me, I'm a big eater. We're not going to miss lunch. But are you truly here today? Have you remove the things of your mind? Have you removed the distractions? Did you wake up this morning putting your time in prayer, knowing that before you come in those doors, this time is the Lord? Where are you today? And then my second question is, where are you spiritually? Because if you took the time to think about setting aside the things of the world before you came in the doors this morning, you had to have taken the time to decide, where am I spiritually? That's the questions I want you to ask yourselves this morning. At the start of a new day, each one of us start our day the same. We wake up and praise the Lord for that. We all have earthly duties that we've committed to. We have jobs, we have school, and so on, different commitments that we have made. But as I mentioned this morning, I want to introduce to you a man named Saul and share with you one particular day that changed his life. You see, through this, I hope it will be a blessing to you and your life, one way or another, moving forward from this day on. It's time to change. Many of us say we want to see change in this world. We want to see change in our America. We want to see 
change in our lives each day? Well, it begins with us. And it begins with us on our knees praying to our Lord. Here in Acts chapter 9, I was going to read all 22 verses, but you guys are going to throw something at me because we're not going to eat. So we're going to jump around a little bit today. Here in chapter 9, beginning in verse 1, and Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slander against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for this day. We thank you, Lord, just for your grace and your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for the love that you have for each and every one of us. I pray, Lord, that you would give me the words to speak this morning. Remove any distractions that I may have in my life. Lord, speak through me. Fill this room with the Holy Spirit. Teach us what you would have us to learn. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I have five short points that I want to point out here through um, chapter 9, verses 1 through 22. So we'll look at a number of these verses, but we'll skip um, the reading of them. Um, again, I'm sure that you're very familiar with this time in the Word of God and Paul's conversion. My first point I want to point out is this. Wake up. Wake up. In verses 3 through 5, it says, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shone around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the praise. Point number one, wake up. What do I mean by that? Hear the message. Hear the good news. We see the good news in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. The fact that Christ came to this earth. He died for our sins, and he rose again on the third day. His bloodshed was for you and I. It is time for us to wake up and to hear the message. Maybe there's someone in the room this morning who has not put their faith and trust in Christ. I've learned not to take that for granted. Story after story after story of many people, preachers, missionaries, who come to the knowledge of salvation later. Never take it for granted. Do we need to wake up? How about, secondly, hear the calling. If you look over in verses 10, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in the vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into a street, which is called straight. Hear the calling. Look around. It is time to wake up. The harvest truly is plenteous. There are lost souls all around us. But you know what the greatest part is? That the Word of God is infallible. Amen. The Word of God is true without error. There's one last invitation given in God's Word. If you look in Revelation 22, verse 17, it says, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. 
And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. No man knows when Christ will return. But I look forward to that day. I don't know if it's going to happen in my time. But man, I look forward to it. You know, because one day I have put my faith and trust in Christ that I will spend eternity in heaven. And one day I will meet my Savior face to face. No man knows when Christ will return. Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. Luke writes in Acts chapter 1, verse 11, that Jesus is coming back in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. It's time to wake up. Remember the day of salvation. Those of us in the room that are saved. And again, I don't assume. Maybe it's every one of us. Praise God. But you remember that day of salvation? I remember as a 12-year-old boy kneeling down beside my aunt's bed asking God to save me from my sins. I remember that day as if it was just yesterday. Do you remember the joy you had in your heart that very moment? It's the same joy we should have today. Again, when I say wake up, it's wake up and get saved or wake up and remember the joy, the day of salvation. Remember the fact that we serve a risen God. It's time to wake up and remember those things. We get distracted by all the things in life. All the things that surround us in life can distract us and pull us away and pull us further and further and further away from the will of God in our lives. It's time to wake up and remember. Not only should we wake up, but my point number two is we should listen up. Look at verse 6 again. Speaking of Saul here, and he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Every one of us do a great job listening to what we want to hear. We can all do that very well. Here in this passage, Saul's attention was immediately grabbed by the light from heaven. By the voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? What grabs your attention in life? What grabs your attention in life? What is it that we may listen to the most? We can all say we want to listen to wisdom and knowledge, right? We all want to be wise. We all want to be filled with knowledge. We can all say that. How do we get it? How do we get there? The Word of God. The Word of God is where we get our wisdom and knowledge. It's time to listen. Do we stop? Do we read? Do we study? Do we listen? We see here Saul trembled and was astonished. Folks, we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. Jesus said, Arise and go into the city. And in verse 8, you see, he arose and was led to Damascus. The challenge is this. Are your ears open to listen? Is my ears open to listen? Or do I listen to everything else around me? 
Now out here, it's pretty peaceful. And where we're at, it's pretty peaceful. But we can still be distracted. We can still allow the other things that distract us. Wake up. Listen up. And thirdly, look up. Look to the God of the universe. Look at verse 18. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Folks, it's time to look to the God of the universe. Look to the God that loves. Look at our advocate. Look to the propitiation for our sins. John 3.16, it was mentioned this morning in Sunday school, for God so loved the world. Let's not miss that world. That's everyone. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Folks, we have a mediator we can look to. Why do we spend so much of our lives as short or as long as it may be, looking at all the temporal things in the world when we should be building our treasures in heaven. Matthew 6.20, But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Folks, it's time to first look up and not just look out. We look up and not just look out. Now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm very thankful for all the blessings that God has given me. I'm so thankful for this beautiful property that God has blessed us with. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for everything that God has blessed me with. But we need to remind ourselves those things are blessings. Do not allow them to become distractions in your life. Paul here received sight after having faith and was baptized. His life was changed. Which brings me to my next point, point number four. Get up. Get up. Folks, it's time to do something. It's time for each and every one of us as born-again believers, to get up and do something. Again, we don't know the day nor the hour. We can sit at home in our recliner, and trust me, the recliners are nice. You can sit back, drink your cold iced tea, and we can watch the news, and we can complain about it hour after hour after hour after hour, or we can get up and we can do something. God wants to use each and every one of us in this room, whether you want to believe it or not. Are you willing and open to be used by God? It is time to get up. Time to do something for the Lord. James 1, 22 through 24, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Be doers of the word. Maybe you're saying, well, what is that? 
What does that mean to be a doer? Well, we all have the Great Commission. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Before God called us to start a camp, I was working as a youth pastor and in a secular job as a government contractor. And there were a number of folks in my office building that needed to hear the gospel of Christ. Maybe you can picture yourself going back to work Tuesday morning and you can think of all those folks in your occupation. Maybe you can mentally picture them right now. Boy, they need to hear the gospel. The question is, is God speaking to your heart to be used to reach them with the gospel? Many of us may say, well, I can't do that. Listen, if you knew me in high school, and my wife will tell you, I would not be up here preaching to you right now. I think I said maybe 12 words through my entire high school year. The only way I'm up here is because of God. So you may say, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. No, you're right. You can't do that by yourself. Look at the life of Saul. In verse 20, in straightway, he preached Christ. Remember back in verse 1 and 2, and Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And then jump over to verse 20. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue. Amen. There's a lot that happened between there. Listen, folks, we can't do it alone, but God's word reminds us that Christ is always with us. Amen. Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And Philippians 4.13, Many of us know, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Christ will never leave us or forsake us. Never leave us or forsake us. God wants to use each and every one of us this morning, and guess what? Christ is with us. Wherever He sends you, wherever He takes you, whatever calling He's laid on your heart. I remember the day when God called me to start a camp. My wife will tell you. You know what my answer was? No. No. I was happy. I was content. I was content working with the youth. I was content going to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night. I was content in my job. I was comfortable with my salary. But God said, do more. It's time to get up, folks. It's time to wake up, it's time to listen up, it's time to look up, and it's time to get up. 
Which brings me to my last and fifth point. Strengthen up. Verse 22, But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. If we wake up, if we listen up, if we look up, if we get up, folks, then we can only strengthen up. We've given our all to the Lord. Saul here in verse 22, we see he increased the more in strength. This is not talking about physical strength, but a continuous grow in power, which is to say spiritual power. This enables him to carry on his work. I'll leave it to you to read the rest of the book of Acts and follow Paul through his missionary journeys and the places that he went and the persecutions that he faced. He grew in moral strength. He grew in his boldness. Look at his life. He went from persecution of believers to missionary journeys preaching Christ. His mind, his gifts, his knowledge all grew. Would it not be wonderful to be used by God daily? Amen. To wake up every morning, get out of bed or roll out of bed, however you make that happen, and just say, Lord, use me today in all that I do. I'll conclude and close with the same two questions I started with. And I know we went through this very rapidly. But I'm going to close it with the same two questions we started with. Where are you today? And where are you spiritually? Are you at a place where you're ready to give your all? Are you at a place where you can bow at this altar and say, God, use me, a start of a new day. Let that day be today. I'm willing to say that each one of us in this room this morning is somewhere within these five points of our life that I've mentioned. Wake up. Are you saved? And you sit here this morning and say, I know for sure if I were to die when I left this building, I'll be with my Lord and Savior in heaven. How about listen up? Are you in the will of the God? Are you in the will of the Lord this morning? Look up. Are you dependent on God or are you consistently dependent upon yourself? Get up. Are you willing to give your all? and then strengthen up. Are you willing to grow to be Christ-like? Where are you this morning? Five easy, short points. But I'm willing to bet everyone in here is somewhere between those points. Where are you this morning? Let's stand and pray. We'll take a few minutes of time of imitation. Now is the time...
for you. Now is the time for you to come forward. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Is God speaking to your heart this morning? Is the Holy Spirit working in your heart this morning as the pianist begins to play? The altar here is open. Don't delay, don't leave, don't go home thinking, boy, I wish I'd have prayed to God this morning. Take this time, just you and God. Now is the time. Pastor.